welcome back after our long absence. Whoops. I don't know I don't know if you remember. This is this is Ghost Emoji. It's a podcast about spooky scary things with me, Taylor. And me, Becca. And we're back. We're refreshed. This is gonna be the best episode we've ever recorded. Mmm. Yeah. Are you ready, Becca? Yeah. I'm so pumped. It is nice to be back. It like it just kind of I mean with like Thanksgiving and Becca was in a family wedding and it kind of just got to the point where I was like, do we remember how to do this? <laughs> we could just record tomorrow or maybe the next day. But we finally are going to are going to get back on track just in time for Christmas to derail everything. <laughs> mhm. Just right in time. I know. I guess I keep feeling like we're really close to Christmas, but it's actually I mean, it's still pretty early in December, so we've got yeah, a minute. Yeah, but I feel like November went by so fast that I was like, oh no, it's December and I haven't done like any Christmas shopping, which is very abnormal for me because I typically start in like fucking September, July, <laughs> like, because I just, I don't like to spend a bunch of money at once, but this year I was just really not feeling apparently looking at gifts so i just didn't and now i am paying the price and this will never happen again literally paying the price literally paying the price all at once all at once which i hate no the gifts has always been it's kind of a stressful thing for me if i find like a gift that i think someone will really enjoy then i am excited to give it to them but otherwise so many people in my family are not even like hard to shop for it's just like they also are kind of iffy about gifts like they don't really care if you get them something really fancy so there's not the the pressure there except for just the pressure in general to be like you must buy gift so i'm already turning into one of those people that's like but isn't it's more just about being together and hanging out and and being with those that you love and maybe if you find, like, you know, a lipstick set that they want, you could throw that in there. But that's about it. Mm, I really like presents. So <laughs> Becca's like, like, I love things. I'm a Taurus. I love things. That's, like, a huge part of my love language. So I don't – I that's a beautiful idea. But I listen to it and I go, but stuff. <laughs> stuff. And I love giving things. Well, you're really good at giving gifts, so maybe it's – I don't have that skill, and so for me, I'm always like, I'm going to give this to them, and they're going to be like, why did you think I wanted this trash? <laughs> That's not true. That's what my brain is telling me. That's not true. That's but not how you – you give good gifts. You give great gifts. I guess I can – I am I can buy things that people are like, oh, I like that, and I want it. I'm not good at thinking on my own, being like, oh, this reminds me of the time that they said that they needed this, and I'm going to give it to them, and unsolicited, they're going to love it. I'm very much like, what do you want? In what color? What is your size? I will buy it for you, and then we will be done with it. I love you. <laughs> This is a burden. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. Don't at me. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, no, I I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I really don't. Maybe it is just the Taurus thing, but. You love snacks. You love gifts. I love snacks and I love gifts and I'm good at providing both. It's true. Man, we had some lavender hot chocolate at Becca's last night and it was so good. I keep thinking about it. 
There's more. There's such a big bottle because Cass got me lavender syrup because I used to make it myself like lavender simple syrup to put in iced coffee. And she was like, you know, you could just buy a bottle. And I was like, but the magic of making it. She was like, I'm just going to buy you a bottle. (laughs) That's a good friend. Uh Uh-huh. Because making it is kind of a pain in the ass. Anyways, so today we're doing an episode on Christmas. Getting the holiday spirit. We're doing Krampus. Krampus. Krampus, y'all. We, we we technically we missed uh I think it's called Krampus Knocked, which is like the night of Krampus kind of thing. I think it's December fifth. So we probably should have gotten this out a little bit earlier, but I think I was doing the research and found it literally on the fourth or fifth, so there was no way it was gonna come out in time. Mm-mm. And I'm sorry. Please don't whip me with reeds and throw me in a basket and carry me to hell god being whipped with reeds would hurt (sighs) like i got a real one at trader joe's for cheap and that sucker is sharp and also i mean it smells great but very heavy very heavy why did you get one because it was cheap but not for whipping not for whipping just to hang on my door (laughs) oh a, a wreath yeah oh like a reed, like a like a whipping stick. Oh, I thought you said wreath. I was like, why the f-? That would hurt, I mean, too. It, well, it's holiday-themed, so I was like, okay, well, I guess he takes your wreath off your door and just beats the shit out of you. But a reed makes much more sense. I just imagined Krampus, like, arranging the children in a row and then trying to toss the wreath, like, around their necks. <laughs> Hold still, you little shits. Like a carnival game. <laughs> no, please, Mama, Papa. No, you've been bad. You know what you did, Timmy. So, okay, I guess we're talking like everybody knows what Krampus is, and I feel like he's gotten more popular over the past like decade or so. But just in case you don't know what Krampus is, he is um, from Central European folklore. He's a horned anthropomorphic figure who's like half goat, half demon. And he's really popular during the Christmas season because he comes and punishes children who have misbehaved. Whereas, like, St. Nicholas or Santa or whatever comes and gives them gifts, Krampus comes and punishes you and then drags you to hell in some iterations. I guess he doesn't always drag you to hell, but that's worst case scenario. (laughs) I mean, it's good to have, you know, those opposites to balance things. Yeah, you've got Santa, you've got Krampus. Tag yourself. Hmm. I'm Krampus. <laughs> I don't relate to either. You're good at giving gifts. Yeah, but I'm also shit, so... <laughs> You're just mm. one of the kids. Get in my basket. We're going to hell. Does Krampus have any sort of reindeer or, or like, animal familiars like Santa does? No, not that I could find. I... Didn't do a ton of exhaustive research. He did have a helper who, from what I could tell, was, like, a moor and was depicted in, like, blackface and stuff. So Mm. I left them out. I can't remember what their name was, but it was, like, a, a small, like, helper or minion who, up until alarmingly recently, was still portrayed, like by people in blackface and they're like but it's historical and i'm like no no stop 
Like, Krampus is good, clean, rude fun. That's just rude and disrespectful and bad, so stop. Yeah, no, that's... There's lots of things in history that we don't need to keep. Yeah, we can know about it, but that doesn't mean you need to put on blackface yeah, and perform good, it. Good to know about it. Good to look back and say, that's not good. We should not do that ever again. But it's not something we need to keep in traditions. Do you know yeah. what I mean? We can just <laughs> cleanse, cleanse the bad away. Mm-hmm. So they're out there somewhere. I can't remember what their name was because as soon as I saw that, I was like, this is not what I want to focus on. I want to focus on Krumpus. So that is out there, but I mean, he's kind of, he's got horns and stuff himself, so does he even really need a reindeer? That's fair. He can drive his own sleigh. (laughs) I want to drive my own sleigh. I've got top and bottom teeth. (laughs) Careful, I might. I really do want that on a shirt. God. Like, make you like a a throw pillow? I've got top and bottom teeth. Where did we see that? Was that the state fair? It was at the state fair and it was one of, I think it was the llamas. And I, I was like, they had a sign that said, I have top, careful, I have top and bottom teeth. I bite. And I was just like, this sounds like such a brag. I have top and bottom I know. teeth. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> and it reminded me of the Tim and Eric thing where it's the little kid who's like, I have a front door and a back door. And you're just like, okay, cool. Uh, well, let's get started. Do we want to talk about our sources first or at the end? Um, we can throw them in there. This one, a lot of it was Wikipedia, and then I grabbed a little bit from a Mental Floss article. Because, I mean, the stuff that's out there about Krampus, it's pretty much all out there. Everyone had the same information, so it's just about how you get it. And then just a tiny little bit from this one like Paranormal Investigator Guy's website called BeforeIt'sNews.com. I want someone to refer to me as a demonic companion. This is Becca, my demonic companion. You want so many things. What it, last time you wanted to be called uh, an American occultist or something like that? And demonic companion. And a demonic I just, companion. <laughs> I'm going to need a full paragraph to describe what I am. Okay, I'm going to get you some new business cards. Thank you. Uh, so Krampus's name is derived from the German word Krampen, which means claw. And despite him appearing in many variations, most share some, like, physical characteristics. So he's hairy, normally black or brown, and he has cloven hooves, or sometimes he has one hoof and one human foot, which seems difficult to walk on if we're being real. You'd think so, and the weird part is, is how many photos I've seen of him where I didn't realize that he had one human foot and one hoof. The eye just passes right over it, so shows you what my my skills of observation are. They're zero. My perception level is zero. <laughs> <laughs> so when the phrase, like, put your best foot forward, which one do you think he chooses? The goat. Mm, yeah, I think that's solid. <laughs> so he also has the horns of a goat, and then he's got a long pointed tongue that lolls out, and then he has fangs. Yeah, so he's always doing, like, the Miley Cyrus. Like, his tongue's just always like, He sounds like he's heavy into the body modification community. Probably he's got, like, that split tongue. The forked tongue. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So, okay. 
Um, he's carrying chains, which were thought to symbolize the binding of the devil by the Christian church. It's capital C, Christian. Um, he thrashes the chains for dramatic effect. <laughs> he just walks in and he's like, what's up, bitches? And he's like slapping the chains on the floor, like back and forth. I know. I think it's like a noise thing because they said sometimes he'll have like big bells of like different sizes on his back. And I don't know if those are supposed to be church bells or if it's like a cat where you just want to know where he is all the time. So he's the got, gift like, giver little... in me is like, he needs a backpack. He has so many things. You know? <laughs> Maybe he would be. Well, he has. I want to say he's got like a little like basket Sack. that's strapped to his back that he puts the, the babies in. Well, he needs to update it. Mm-hmm. He probably needs one of those that also has, like, the water bottle that's built in, and you have the little, like, <laughs> straw, so that way he can stay hydrated on the go. He's nasty. It would be full of, like, mold wine or Four loco or something like that. Blood. <laughs> or all three. A mixture. That's Krampus fuel. That's a cocktail. <laughs> um, of more pagan origins are the rutin, which I hope I'm saying that right. It's uh, bundles of birch branches that Krampus carries and with which he occasionally swats children. Hmm. And it hoits. Um, they may have significance, the rutin, that is. Uh, they have significance in pre-Christian pagan initiation rites. Uh, the birch branches are replaced with a whip in some representations. And he'll, like, he'll just, he'll whip you. And it doesn't feel good. Um, he appears with a sack or a basket strapped to his back. And it's the... Uh, that's where he carts off the evil children for either drowning, eating, or transporting them to hell. So pick your poison. Sometimes he'll, uh, the older version have him putting them in a bag, which I imagine is kind of like Santa, you know, like he's got the Mm -hmm. toys in a bag, but this one's full of children. And that's such as, oh, that's the guy's name on the notes or whatever. There's St. Nicholas is considered a companion of Krampus, and then I think it's Zwart Piet, Piet, Zwarty Piet or whatever. I think that was the one that's like the blackface person, and I, he's in there, but we're not going to talk about him because he's rude. That's fair. Okay, so the history of the Krampus figure has been theorized as stretching back to pre-Christian Alpine traditions, and um, in a brief article that discusses the figure, which was published in 1958, Maurice Bruce wrote. There seems to be little doubt as to his true identity, for in no other form is the full regalia of the horned god of the witches so well preserved. The birch, Mm. apart from its phallic significance, may have a connection with the initiation rites of certain witch covens, rites which entailed binding and scourging as a form of mock death. The chains could have been introduced in a Christian attempt to bind the devil, but again, they could be a remnant of pagan initiation rites. I know. I tried to look up more on the horned god of witches, since that seems to be what people think he might have initially started off as. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like with uh, Samhain and stuff like that, where like it started so long back that they're like, we think it was from this, and it eventually became this, but we just don't know. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to know. But, I mean, the beating is there, the birch branches are there, the horns are there. It's all there. If it looks like a demon goat, and it sounds like a demon goat, and it whips children like a demon goat, then it probably is. So, discussing his observations in 1975, anthropologist, I almost said anthropomorphist. (laughs) I know what you're into, John Jay. Anthropologist. 
John J. Honigman wrote that the St. Nicholas Festival we are describing incorporates cultural elements widely distributed in Europe, and in some cases going back to pre-Christian times. Nicholas himself became popular in Germany around the 11th century. The feast dedicated to this patron of children is only one winter occasion in which children are the objects of special attentions, other being Martinmas, where we celebrate Martin, the feast of the Holy Innocence, and New Year's Day. I didn't know New Year's Day was about kids. Um, mass devils acting boisterously and making nuisances of themselves are known in Germany since at least the 16th century, while animal mass devils combining dreadful comic antics appear in medieval church plays. A large literature, much of it by European folklorists, bears on these subjects. Austrians in the community we studied are quite aware of heathen elements being blended with Christian elements in the St. Nicholas customs and in other traditional winter ceremonies. They believe Krampus derives from a pagan supernatural who was assimilated to the Christian devil. Mm. Mm-hmm. So basically it's just one of those things where it started off and then it kind of bears down and eventually we all make it a part of Christmas because you want to keep the fun stuff, but you don't want that pesky pagan stuff getting mixed in there. I feel like Catholicism has a lot of the pagan sort of rituals still left over because, I mean, there's a lot of like praying to idols, objects, sort of symbolism they're not idols they're saints and and it's relics it's not just rando objects Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay yeah they definitely like to to hold on to it because it is it is very like ritualistic which Mm -hmm. they're fun i feel like that's part of why things like this and like last year when we did uh mary lloyd the gray mayor and stuff Mm -hmm. like that I think these are always where people, like, they want to celebrate and get into Christmas and everything, but they aren't super religious, and so they pull from these, like, pagan, I guess what you, maybe secular, because, I mean, pagan stuff normally has, you know, roots in, like, celebrating older gods or traditions and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but I think it's just a way for secular people to get into the spirit and do something kind of fun that's not necessarily religious. For sure. Because this and the Mary Lloyd both kind of died and, like, there wasn't a lot of celebrating them. And then just in the past, like, decade or so, they've had a big resurgence. That's really interesting. I bet that is that does have a lot to do with people, secular people wanting to, like, engage but not necessarily do the more... Like the religious churchy stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Krampus figures persisted, and by the 17th century, Krampus had been incorporated into Christian winter celebrations by pairing Krampus with St. Nicholas. I've got this delicious Krampus, and I think it would pair nicely with the St. Nicholas you have. Mm. Check the legs. legs. <laughs> <laughs> so many legs. All the, the tannins. So... Krampus knot is the feast of St. Nicholas, which is celebrated in parts of Europe on the 6th of December. But on the preceding of evening of the 5th of December, Krampus night or Krampus knot, the ha- wicked, <laughs> sorry, the wicked hairy devil appears on the streets. It's me. <laughs> the wicked hairy devil. We're going to add that to your, um, your My- business card. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. Devil. 
also lead of operations. What's wait, yeah. what's your official title? A digital operations specialist. There we go. <laughs> also, wicked hairy devil. <laughs> So sometimes accompanying St. Nicholas and sometimes on his own, Krampus visits homes and businesses. Unlike North American versions of Santa Claus, in these celebrations, St. Nicholas concerns himself only with the good children, while Krampus is responsible for the bad. Nicholas dispenses gifts, while Krampus supplies coal and the rootin' bundles. Mmm, bundles. Because here, Santa either gives you coal or nothing, I guess, or he gives you the good stuff. Gives you scooters and uh, Hatchimals, if you've been good. Are Hatchimals still big this year? Is Hatchimals dead? Are Hatchimals, Hatchimals over? I don't know. Ha- Hatchimals. They're like hatching animals. Uh, I have no idea. Now that I'm not babysitting, I'm not up on the, the cool stuff that kids are into, nor the music. So I like would no longer be useful in uh, trivia nights because I don't know what's going on. That's okay. You did your time. You're free now. Thank you. <laughs> Do you want to hear about the time Krampus was banned by fascists? Please tell me. This is what makes me like Krampus more than I already did. Um, Between 1934 and 1938, when Austria was under fascist rule, Krampus was seen as a symbol of sin, anti-Christian ideals, and social democrats. The newspaper of the Austrian Catholic Union called for a Krampus boycott, and the government of Lienz, the capital of East Tyrol, was forbade, or they forbade Krampus dances. No dances for Krampus, and further mandated that all aspiring St. Nicholas's must be licensed by the city. Just <laughs> all these people. Aspiring St. Nicholas's. <laughs> they also pledged to arrest Krampus whenever they saw him. Though it didn't rise to the level of a ban, in 1953, the head of Vienna's kindergarten system also published a pamphlet calling Krampus an evil man and warning parents that celebrating him could scar their children for life. Or keep him in line. <laughs> I mean, I guess worrying that, like, a giant demon man is going to come and take you to hell if you, you know, forget to put the toilet seat down is a little bit much. Bad parenting? Yeah, probably. But I also just really like that the fascists were like, this is a sign of social liberalism and sin, and he must be punished. What a stretch. Get out of here. Oh. He just likes to have fun. He just wants to have a good time. Equality for all. Mm-hmm. That's Krampus. That's Krampus. You get a switch and you get a switch. Not not the game. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm going to switch you. Oh, yeah. He's he is kind of rude. What a what a complicated public figure Krampus is. So a family was tormented by the real Krampus, apparently, in 2015. Which was also right about the time that that movie trailer came out for the movie Krampus with Adam Scott. I love Adam Scott. I wanted to see that movie, but I didn't see it in theaters, and it's never streaming on anything, and it makes me sad. It's not even on that, um, what is it? It's not Thriller. Uh, Shudder? Yeah. It's not on Shudder? I don't have Shudder. <gasps> Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> you seem so shocked. Now, this this story is the one that was from BeforeIt'sNews.com, and I was trying to see if there was any, like, real-life version of Krampus, or if 
since we don't know exactly where he came from, like if it's something where people used to see like a horned figure and then they made it into this. But it turns out like he didn't start off as a cryptid or anything that we can tell. He's just an old, you know, pre-Christian pagan thing that's turned into a Christmas thing. But this family thinks differently. They think that they were actually tormented by real Krampus. So the author of this is Paul Dale Roberts, HPI esoteric detective, and um, occurred on November 23rd of 2015, um, something called the Paranormal Hotline. So a family that resides in Massachusetts claims that they were haunted by Krampus and his little gnome friend named Limey. Who's Limey? I don't know. This was my first uh, mention I could find of him. Tug yourself, I'm Limey. <laughs> if you're Krampus, I'm Limey. I'm the little gnome. <laughs> so <laughs> the family seeing the preview of the movie Krampus felt the urge to tell their story to the paranormal hotline. The family wants to remain anonymous, and they make claim that this incident happened many years ago. The family is of German descent. Oh, okay, so this didn't happen in 2015. It happened years before. Okay. I think that's when they reported it. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So the family has three children, two boys and one girl. And the girl is in her teens, and she played around with a Ouija board with her two friends. Mm-mm-mm. Mistakes were made. Um <laughs> The board started answering their questions, and the girls got really freaked out about it. When they asked the entity what their name was, the name it spelled out was Krampus. The family realizes that Krampus is technically a fictional character, but they feel that there is either an entity out there that calls itself Krampus, or there is actually a real Krampus. Their daughter was misbehaving and using acid, in quotations LSD, with a boy in the neighborhood. God, Ouija board is a gateway drug. <laughs> it is. First it's Ouija, <laughs> then it's acid. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but she was using acid with a boy in the neighborhood, and the entity said he would punish her for her misdeeds. So she's still talking to it on the Ouija board? I don't know if this, like, if it's talking to her, because that seems like a lot to get out on a Ouija board. That's a lot of spelling. <laughs> I W I L L. P-U-N-I-S-H-Y-O-U-F-O-R. Man, Becca over here showing off her spelling skills. Y-O-U-R-M-I-S-D-E-E-D-S. When he could have said, you are in, and then spelled out trouble. <laughs> You're in trouble. Um, <clears throat> so, the entity told the daughter that she would first be visited by a gnome named Limey. Yeah, see, this in Ouija form, not going to work. Perhaps under the influence of LSD, you think? The doctor or the daughter started seeing a misshapen gnome creature running about the house. Is this David? <laughs> no. We don't talk about David. <laughs> Limey had scrawny legs, feet with pointed slippers, and a slight hunchback and facial skin blisters. He was hideous to look at. Oh, I tagged myself just right. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh there was a time when the daughter opened the closet and Limey jumped out of the closet and scurried off. 
The mother saw Limey only once while watching TV. With her peripheral vision, she saw a small, shadowy creature dart off and run underneath the kitchen table. The daughter, while lying in bed, heard thumping sounds coming from underneath her bed, and when she rolled over and looked underneath, the little gnome creature poked her in the eye with a sharp object. Oh, God. The daughter's eye was bleeding profusely. The mother was about to rush her daughter to the hospital when all of a sudden the bleeding stopped and the eye was normal as if nothing had happened. And this was the last time they saw Limey. So apparently he poked her in the eye and then he was like, all right, I've done my duty. And then just snapped his fingers. And, and disappeared. And and her eyeball just was, I'm healed. I'm healed. That'll teach you to do acid. Yep. Now, here comes Krampus. <laughs> Uh, the sons slept in bunk beds, and they heard a knocking sound on their closet door. The boys kept watching the closet door because of the knocking. It got louder and louder, and the father of the family went to the two boys' room to investigate, and when he opened up the closet door, two large red eyes came flying out of the closet. <laughs> I just imagine someone throwing, like, two two eyeballs. Just throwing them. Um, okay, so the red eyeballs came out of the closet and went right through him. So I guess, like, they were transparent and, like, passed through his body. Um, he felt a chilling, cold breeze go right through him. Hmm. Hmm. Which that in and of itself doesn't make me think Krampus. Um, the next incident occurred during Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve, the daughter confronted a large entity with horns and red eyes. Okay, that sounds a little more like it. The entity held the daughter down on her bed and slapped her five times. That's rude. That is rude. What is that song called on the blank day of Christmas my true love gave to me? Does that song have a name? Oh my god. I think so. By Krampus Slappings. The 12 Days of Christmas. It's just called the 12 Days of Christmas? Okay. Mm -hmm. so that is not a line in the 12 Days of Christmas. Five Krampuses slapping. Okay. <laughs> uh, the daughter had to be hospitalized because the experience produced psychological issues. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I imagine so. The, well, I mean, the little boys had, like, you know, something spooky in their closet, and this girl got stabbed in the eye and slapped a bunch. Like, yeah. sometimes people do acid. It's not the end of the world. I feel like they're kind of overreacting a little bit. So the family was very stressed out from the paranormal experiences in this home and decided to go on vacation to Florida for a week. When they returned, they discovered that their home burned down to the ground. There was no explanation for the fire. The paranormal activity experienced by this family has ceased, and now they live in a new home in another state. But because they want to remain anonymous, there is no way to check on this or back it up. It's just the only thing that came up when I tried to look up real-life Krampus. Hmm. I want to believe, but I don't. I, I don't know. It sounds like maybe something else was haunting them. And it sounds like maybe the daughter... Or the guy she, like, was doing acid with maybe spiked the rest of the family's uh, food and drink. And they were all tripping acid because... Maybe they had a carbon bizarre. monoxide leak in their house. That also might like be a, it. Maybe they had a gas leak and that's why their house burned down. That Actually, that really makes a lot of sense. I solved it. You're welcome. Yep. Thank you. But, but yeah, but Krampus has gotten much more popular. I Like I said, I never saw the movie that came out recently, but... He's definitely kind of popped up more in the past decade or so, and not as much here, but I know like in Europe and in Germany and some of those more like Central European countries, there's been a lot more like public activities and festivals that include like a Krampus March and stuff like that. There's a haunted house 
that's not too far from us that's pretty good and they actually they do haunted houses year round and they have one that's christmas themed and we went for my birthday a few years ago and they had a giant like krampus that just like walked around with switches and it was pretty scary but it was fun so it's just fun he's not really gonna put you in a basket and carry you to hell probably probably his little picnic basket throw you in there unless you're high on lsd then he might then he might there's no way to know. But, yeah, Krampus is... Well, I say Krampus is cool. He's kind of rude. He does hit people. And I've heard of times where people get a little too carried away. Because obviously it's people dressed up like Krampus. It's not real Krampus. And they go around and they're whipping people. And they're like, sometimes, like, you know, people are walking around with, like, bloody legs. Because he's just hitting you with sticks. And so mm. I'm not here for the super rambunctious Krampus. I'm here for... The spirit of mischievous Krampus. Spirit of mischief. Yeah, that part's fun. The The blood, the bleeding, no. I'm going to opt out of that. Thank you very much. That's fair. So what's your uh, spooky or cool wreck for this week? I'm kind of torn. I always say that I should write these things down like as the weeks progress, especially since we haven't recorded for a few weeks. I thought I would have more things, but I really don't. I watched on Hulu. They have that like in the dark original movie series or something that they're doing right now. And there was one that I thought was going to be more Christmas themed called Puka. Hmm. And... I didn't, it happens around Christmas, but I wouldn't say it is Christmas themed. And it's by the same director who did that movie Colossal. So it's mm. by like the guy who did Colossal. And I liked Colossal, so I was like, okay, this will be interesting. But it's like about a guy who is working around the holidays and he needs more money and he ends up taking a job as the mascot for this new, like, Christmas toy called Puka, which is, like, a creepy-looking doll with giant eyes that repeats whatever you say. It looks like a weird little, like, Furby-esque kind of doll. And when he's in the, the costume, he starts to, like, get another personality. And it has kind of the weird, like, time jump thing where... Is it happening or is it not happening? Did he imagine it? You know, is he jumping forward in time or back in time or whatever? And I just didn't feel like that part was done very well. Hmm. And so I was kind of bummed out because I was excited about it. The main character guy, Wilson, is played by the voice actor who did Jaw in Andromeda. Oh, that's He was also in Casual. He's probably more proud of Casual. I know hmm. Andromeda didn't do super good. I mean, he's good in it. It's just the plot itself was a little bit disjointed, which, mm. I mean, Colossal was kind of weird. Like, you have to suspend reality for a lot of things. And I feel like he was kind of going for that with this one, but it just wasn't as polished, which is a bummer. But if you want to check it out, I mean, it's on Hulu. It's called Puka, P-O-O-K-A. Didn't, didn't really love it, so I don't know if I would recommend it, but... It's hard to find good, like, scary Christmas movies, you know? I mean, there's, it's in the Venn diagram, I feel like it's a very, it's a sliver. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to say Die Hard, but I was like, Die Hard's not really scary. It's more action. Yeah. Now, I'm sure there are ones out there, and a lot of them are, like, a little more cheesy. And I'm over here looking for, like, a real polished, like, scary movie. And I might just have to let that go and watch one of the the cheesier ones. Hmm. I mean, some of them, I feel like if you look at them in the right light, could be kind of scary. Like, the Santa Claus, where if you're the mom of the kid... And all of a sudden, your husband thinks he's Santa Claus and kidnaps your son. That's pretty scary. I feel like they should recut that into one of those things where it's like a scary movie trailer. Yeah. I always liked those. Like when they made The Shining into like a nice, happy family movie. (laughs) And then they made Mrs. Doubtfire into like a horror thriller. Yeah. Do that with the Santa Claus. That's. I mean, that seems like it would be (laughs) appropriate. But but yeah, other than that, like I said, not even really a recommendation, just something I watched, and that's how I feel about it. Hmm. Your mileage may vary. I might check it out just because I'm curious to see Joel's voice actor act. Mm -hmm. Was he at least good at it? Yeah, I mean, his acting was good, and there was a handful of other people in there that, like, I recognized, like, maybe some character actor kind of people, but it was just kind of goofy and didn't make a lot of sense that's always a bummer because like um it reminds me of i really don't like love actually the movie but i'll watch it just because i think emma thompson is really talented and that part where she cries to Joni mitchell i'm always like this is acting this is acting acting (laughs) no i i hate watch love actually every year like there are some plots that i like and there are some that i'm like this is a horror movie because it's so bad, but... A lot of them are really sad. Yeah. I watch them and I'm like, oh, what a what a bummer. And some of them are just cheesy and stupid. Yep. I don't know. Like the one with the, the lady at the office who has the crush on the guy, but she can't have... That one is so sad. A, a healthy romantic relationship because she's too busy taking care of her sick brother. Yeah. That's a bummer. Gotta love Christmas time. <laughs> Alan Rickman as the cheating husband and Emma Thompson as the, like, trying to keep it together wife. Oh, she's that so That shit strong. fucks me up. But so sad. And then some of the other ones, I'm just like, like the Kira Knightley one, that one creeps me out. Because I'm just like, dude. That one could be a horror movie. That one could definitely be a horror movie if you recut it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, so romantic. And I'm like, no. I think a lot of people have come around to being like, you know what, Rick? Rick, that's kind of weird. That thing you're doing? Like following around, being like, I'm secretly in love with you, but I've never really talked to you. You're married to my friend. Also, I'm pretty rude to you most of the time. But I'm going to take these videos of you. (laughs) Like a fucking creep. (sighs) So is love actually your recommendation? Uh, just just <laughs> the sad parts, because they're the only ones that are well acted. I like Hugh Grant and um, his secretary's plot, surprisingly. Billy Bob Thornton is the president of America. I did like watching Billy Bob Thornton get get told Yelled off. At. <laughs> I don't know why, but he just, he, he bothers me. Like, he's never really done anything to me, obviously. And I don't know anything about him, but... His smug, his smug face just really bothers me in that movie. Well, I mean, that's that's his whole thing. Yeah. So he did a great job. 
Also, I love Colin Firth, so I like watching Colin Firth's. Try to speak Portuguese. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> so my my wreck is uh, Love Actually, but skip all the bad parts, <laughs> which is like half the movie. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> oh, thank you, Beth. Thank you for that, Becca. I don't know what I would do without without your help. <laughs> you would watch all of Love Actually and suffer. I know. I'm trying to think if there's like anything that's coming out. I guess Sabrina, the Netflix one, is going to have like a Christmas special, which is kind of cool. I'm excited. I hope they have Krampus. I mean, I got there's got to be something in there about yeah. him, maybe, if it's going to be Christmas and spooky. We'll see what they do. Fingers crossed. Fingies crossed. Well, that's Krampus, and that's our Rex. If you like what you hear... Leave us a cool five-star review on iTunes Podcasts. We're also on Podbean. You can subscribe on Google Play. A pretty good handful of podcatchers, wherever you listen to them, you should subscribe. Tell your friends. Say, for Christmas, all I want is for you to follow this cool podcast that I enjoy called Ghost Emoji. And if you don't, I'll throw you in a basket and I'll carry you to hell. Are we on Spotify? I'm looking. I don't know if we're on Spotify, but we are on Instagram and Twitter at Ghost Emoji Show. So if you want to follow us there for programming updates, find out whenever we put out a new episode. You can see photos from things related to our episodes sometimes, which can be fun. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, Christmas lists, scary ghost stories, send them to us at Ghost Emoji Podcast at gmail.com. Please. Please. All Please. I want for Christmas Please. is some some interaction with our, our listeners. I know you're out there. I can see you listening. I can see you. She's looking at who's who's watching. I mean listening. I can see you, Billy. Oh God. <laughs> I can see you, Susan. No. Well, I'm scared. Are we on Spotify? No. Okay. There's a band called Ghost Emoji though. Oh. Are they any good? I didn't listen. <laughs> Go listen to Ghost Emoji on Spotify. Let us know if they're any good. <laughs> and then email us about it. Yeah. For the love of God, please. Someone email us. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you for listening. Hope everyone's having a nice, uh, not super stressful December so far. And we'll keep you updated as Christmas gets closer we might not be on every Tuesday, but we will be up sometime. So give us some leeway. Sorry. Oh, I forgot. The other reason we didn't record is because Cass was here. Yeah, our friend Cass was here and it was really fun. And I'm sad that she's not here anymore. Yes. But maybe she'll be back soon. She has a YouTube channel where she plays games. And I think we're going to be recording like, because we used to have a podcast that we don't really update anymore. What I think we're going to talk about the new Dragon Age teaser that came out at the Game Awards this year. The Dreadwolf Rises. Yeah, but you can find her um, on YouTube at Elven Tempest. E-L-V-E-N-T-E-M-P-E-S-T. There she goes again, showing off her spelling skills. What can I say I can spell? <laughs> but her stuff is really fun. And she's got a Twitch, too, I think. Yeah, she does. She has a Twitch. So, But it's fun. If you like to watch like streaming games or hear commentary on stuff, we're just all really pumped because they teased a new Dragon Age game. And it's given us something to live for because all of our friends love Dragon Age and Bioware. And they've heard us. And 
we're willing to to give them another chance because it looks good. I have got no sense, and I will sign up so fast <laughs> to get hurt again. Uh, that's why we call it Bioware Hell. Mm-hmm. Hurt me but- again. <laughs> so, I guess until next time, you better watch out. 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 Bye. Bye.